Hey guys, welcome into the Career Competitor Podcast with me, Steve Meller, and we are the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. As always, we're brought to you by my friends over at CG Sports Network, and today we've got a real interesting episode for you with a gentleman that is going to be bringing droves of honesty to you, which makes him my kind of guest. Zach Bai is joining us. He's a radio host at 104.3 The Fan in Denver. He actually works along with Brandon Stokely, the former Denver Bronco on Stokely and Zach. Uh, You can learn everything you want about the show at denverfan.com. But he epitomizes what it means to go all in on a passion. And that's what I'm most excited about bringing to you with this particular episode. At the end of the day, Zach is living proof as a person who truly wanted to pursue his greatest passion, not with the hope it would just come to him, but with the willingness to truly work for it. That is what we are about. That is what we are about on this show. It's about understanding that we as competitors have to truly truly want to see what it is that we are pursuing as the absolute passion within our life. Something where we will not take no for an answer, we will not be deterred on our road to success. And Zach is going to be giving us a fantastic tale of how he has been able to build that exact career for himself by being the competitor that he that he very much still is today. So with all that being said, let's not wait any longer and bring in Zach Bai to the Career Competitor Podcast, and I hope you all enjoy. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder before we jump into the interview that if you're not yet, you should be subscribed to the show. If you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts, go ahead, press that subscribe button, and at the same time, leave us some sort of rating as well. I think we're worthy of five stars. I'll leave that up to you. But at the same time, these ratings go a long, long way. So especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, subscribe to the show. But whatever podcasting platform you're listening to is on, be sure to be following us. And also, if you're on Instagram, career underscore competitor, that's where you're going to find more information about our episodes, some behind-the-scenes footage of each and every interview. And you can, of course, use Instagram to reach out to me, direct message me, let me know what you think of episodes, what you think of the show, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for my name, Steve Meller. Send me a message. Let me know if you or maybe someone you know would be a great person to come on the show. But for now, let's go right to our interview. All right. Well, I am delighted to be welcoming in Zach Bai to the Career Competitor Podcast. Before I go any further, Zach, how are you today, man? I'm great, man. It's good to be with you here and uh, looking forward to this. Yeah. And, you know, we chatting away before we, we got going here. And uh, a man that's coming out of the media world for me is something that has always been close to heart, uh, something I've always had a passion for, and certainly why I started this podcast three years ago. And, you know, here on this podcast, we're all about being competitive. And what more competitive world than than that of the media world? It, it's up there with just about anything and everything. We've had a few people from the arts on here, from uh, from movies, from um, photography, and, and those sort of areas. And it's the one area that I think um, sometimes gets overlooked is people that are successful. People don't see the years and years and years of, of struggle to get to where you are. So why don't you go ahead and just kind of give us how you've gotten to where you are, what you're doing today? So um, I uh, have always been a fan of radio uh, from the time that I was very young. Uh, I was uh, uh, an exception to the rule where I, I was growing up in the 1990s without uh, a TV in my house. Um, so I was listening to a ton of radio. 
we had a TV when I was younger. And when I was about seven, uh, we didn't have one anymore. Uh, my parents uh, divorced and uh, that went with my dad. And my mom was like, eh, let's just go without one. I was like, yeah. okay. Um, and so I grew up a very uh, much like a kid from the 1950s. You know, mm. even by the 60s, TVs were in nearly everyone's home. Yeah. Um, so I grew up, if I wanted stimulation from media, I had to listen to the radio. And that was uh, from things like, you know, uh, uh, my mom was a very conservative Christian, st still is. And we listened to like Christian theater on mm. AM, you know, once a week. Uh, I listened to political talk. I listened to play-by-play -play of the Yankees. Um, so I grew up next to a radio. And uh, when I got into college, I was a basketball player, college basketball player. And um, I got involved in the campus radio scene uh, and had my own campus radio show for three years and which I'd uh, sit down with other uh, athletes uh, mm. at my school and interview them and, and got reps, you know, behind a microphone. Yeah. Um, hundreds, hundreds of reps before I ever graduated. Sure. And then, um, you know, one year out of school, I was selling cars um, and I was just trying to, you know, make money. And um, I said uh, that I'm going to give this a full go. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wanted to just go all in and not be 55 and say, man, I've always been better than that guy, mm -hmm. you know, and, and why didn't I go for it? So I said to myself, I'll give it 10 years um, and try to do everything that I could. And um, each passing year would be something else. I'd be mm. involved in something else. Uh, my hard work would get rewarded in some way, not monetarily, but it would be like, you know, oh, I got this job or I'm offered mm. this job. And, you know, while doing these other jobs, I was also a substitute teacher. You know, I was um, working in a grocery store, um, you know, at five, six in the morning uh, in order to you know, just be in the radio studio at night. And that wasn't like when I was in the studio at night, it wasn't like even doing what I wanted to do. I was like pushing right. buttons. I was being a board operator. I was keeping the Yankees game on the air, right. knowing that if I just kept on going and going and, you know, give it my everything compete, right. This is the nature of yep. this podcast. Like I'm yep. competing. A lot of times I was competing with myself and mm. the battles um, that you'd have and say, you know, maybe I can compromise a little bit here. Maybe I can still do this thing, but I can go get a full-time job and still scratch the itch. And, mm. but I never really did. Um, at one point I was working as many as four jobs at once, uh, all in an effort to ultimately get the job that I have now, right. which is a dream job, a three hour sports talk radio show here in Denver, Colorado. So I moved from Albany to Denver and, um, it's been the biggest blessing for me and my family's life where that mm. 10 years of sacrifice, dividends of that 10 years will hopefully get paid out over the next 40 years. Um, right. so it, you know, that's, that's the, that's the condensed microwaved version <laughs> of, uh, how I got here to be here sitting with you. Yeah. I love it. And you know, for me, firstly, that's, that's one of the most common talking points on this show is, is competing against yourself. And I think that was my, uh, Intention when I first started the show is, is is getting people to understand that competition isn't just getting from the start to the finish and who gets there first. It's it, it's the ups and downs. It's the trials and tribulations. It's the probably you're sat there at God knows what time of the night working boards and things like that thinking, 
is it worth it? You know, and and that is a, a moment of competition right there. Understanding that there's a, a a potentially negative thought that can come into your brain that could derail you at that moment and change the course of your career. Um, I'm sure you had one or two nights where you just thought, "Oh man, this is this going to be worth it in the long term?" And that's when you have to hold on to that ultimate goal uh, as as tightly as you possibly can. And you know, the the one thing I'd love to start with here is just kind of how you described being rewarded with opportunities and not that monetary value and i think in this day and age that's a really key message is that people needing to understand that the size of your paycheck sometimes isn't the incentive for for what's the best thing next in your career so for you when you look at opportunities i have to assume that had a lot to do with the people that you were exposed to and the people that you got to work with so just talk to me about what some of those opportunities look like for you early on getting that foot in the door? Yeah, well, um, you know, it was, you know, really started with an internship. It started Mm. with an internship, um, getting that opportunity, making the most of that. um, And then, you know, creating your own opportunities too. Mm. Like, so when I'm, when I'm 22 years old and I'm graduating from college, like there aren't any opportunities. No one, no one like, and I try to tell this to young guys, like no one cares about you. Your close friends <laughs> and your family care about you, but that's right. about it. There's right. not going to be people trying to bend over backwards in the field that you want to get in so you can be successful. So mm. you have to create opportunities. So for me, creating an opportunity was starting my own website. You know, my last name is Bye, B-Y-E, like you'd say mm. goodbye. Um, and I and I thought of like a play on like a byline of an article uh, mm. that was like by, uh, you know, but blank blank. So I said, I'm gonna start a website, buysline.com. I bought the internet space for $63.99 and I started blogging every day. And I it, I would I would blog three times a day. I would I would react to a game the night before. I would share a thought on a YouTube video that I would embed in the thing. And and I just started sharing it on social media and just doing it myself because no one was gonna give me their lend me their platform so I could get my thoughts out and opinions out. Mm. So I just did it myself. And the other thing that I did in creating my own opportunity um, was going back to the college that I had just played basketball at for three previous years and said, Hey, I know we have a home broadcast that's streamed. We have a play by play guy, but at the division two level, they're not going to pay another guy to do color commentary. Mm. So I said, can I do color? I'll do it for free and I'll just show up at the home games. And that was kind of humbling because there I was just a player the year or two before. And now I'm showing up back in that same gym working for free. But in both of those examples, um, when I created my own opportunity, that led to other opportunities that would not have existed had I not taken the initiative to do so. So this is what I tell young guys too, is like, um, there's no excuses anymore. You can't, you wanted to start a podcast. You, you were able to start a podcast. You bought that microphone. You bought those, uh, 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 we, we used to call them cans and radio, you bought <laughs> your, your own headset, right? And you just said, I'm doing this. There's no right. excuses. I'm doing this. So you can, you can check it out. It's, t- it's 2021. You can start a podcast. You can mm. write a blog. You can write a vlog. You can be a YouTuber. You could do all these things that weren't even possible 20, even 15 uh, years ago. So by creating my own opportunities, doing a good job with them, got to do a good job. You got to work hard. 
those opened up other doors. And because I went back and worked at my home school that I went to, my alma mater, it was unforeseen to me that two years later, the division one school in town, their color commentator moved on. Well, who's the play-by-play guy for that institution? It's the guy I did an intern with three years earlier and did a great job with that. So I do the internship for free. I knocked that out of the park. I work for free and calling games. I knocked that out of the park. Unforeseen that doors would be opened years later at the division one level. So there I was at 23 years old being one of the voices for a division one institution. And there's only Mm. 350 of those nationwide. So and then you do a good job with that. And then it yep. opens up a door, a door at the local radio station. And then things just start to compound upon themselves. Um, yeah. yeah, I love it. I mean, I, you just, you're reading from my hymn sheet right now, because for me, I firstly, just no one cares about you. I, I'm a realist. I, I was born and bred as a realist. And I, I'm so thankful every day that I am, uh, to be honest with you, because I think, when it comes to my full-time profession as a coach, I think one of the things my athletes love about the consistency in which I do things is I'm always truthful. I'm always honest, always with respect, but always honest. And I think approaching a career and approaching just being competitive, period, as a realist is is absolutely vital, especially when you're first getting started. That message of no one cares about you, it's not in, in a in a human sense of just, uh, you know, just people being assholes to one another. It's more about just whatever your goal is, why is the person three, four, five steps ahead of you going to care that you're now trying to go on that journey, you know? And for you to see that step one looks like this and that I just need to focus on me doing that step is something that I think is lacking a lot at times in terms of people just appreciating the initiative that is required in order to do that. And and clearly you're aware of that. Clearly you've been able to create this incredible career for yourself now because having a three-hour talk show every single day there in a market as big as Denver, uh, I can only assume makes you look back on 10 years ago and just think it was worth it. It was, it was completely worth it. And how much do you find that now working in this ideal role that you feel you know you've really found for yourself how much do you still find today that that version of you from 10 12 15 years ago that was just getting started is still very much a part of what it is you're doing today yeah i would like to think it hasn't gone anywhere Uh, right you know sometimes you hear a guy win a super bowl and he'll say (laughs) it only makes you want it more yeah and this is not you know, I, like now I'm trying to outcompete our own hosts at the station, <laughs> you know, like, and how, and what does that look like? That that's me doing more um, or aiming to do more prep work than any other host at the station to right. be the most prepared every single segment uh, to tease into the next segment and try to give you a little bit of a cliffhanger because I can do that because I know exactly what we're talking about next because I spent two and a half hours on a three hour show before I ever even showed up. So that, that, that competitor in me is definitely still there. And, you know, I want to say this too, in terms of when you said, when you look back at 10 years, now it makes it all worth it. Yes, yes, yes. In spades, but you have to also enjoy the journey. 
Like mm. when you go hiking, it's not just about taking a picture at the summit. It's <laughs> about like enjoying the process of getting there. So those things that I was doing on the way to me arriving here at the number one station in Denver, Colorado, like I enjoy that. It mm. wasn't like, oh, my arms twisted and I'm going to No, it's like, man, I'm going to go call these division two basketball games and I'm going to do a great job. And when I got the division one job and that was awesome. And when I got the job at the local radio station, that was great. And so it wasn't like this ladder I'm climbing had needles on it. Like I was enjoying, <laughs> I was enjoying that ladder. And right. I, and I think that, you know, um, when I first asked myself the question, when I was in my early twenties, like, you know, go for this. The, the, the message to myself was like, you have one life to live, just one. Mm. So if you can find something where you're working, but it doesn't feel like work, that's the goal. Mm. The process on the way there, it was a little bit painstaking. You know, you don't make a lot of money. You're not like heralded as you're not some sort of star, but it was fun too. Mm. And I think that we um, are so maybe goal oriented and less process oriented. And I think when you focus on the process and let yourself enjoy it, um, that has its own rewards. So even right. if I wasn't in Denver and I was still in Albany, I would be happy still like I was happy then, you know? Yeah. And I think that being in the moment and enjoying the process is key because if it's just about the goal, if it's just about you know, winning whatever Super Bowl is in your life, you might spend a big portion of your life unhappy because mm -hmm. you're only at the summit for that time. The hike is longer than you're at the summit. So if yeah. that makes sense. No, I mean, it makes total sense. Um, and, and again, just from my own personal experience, and it's the one thing I'm probably most guilty of when I'm when I'm doing this show is, is finding ways to relate to what it is that my guests are talking about. And, and for me, I look at my journey and What's so funny is that doing this side project of, of this podcast now for three years, you know, make zero dollars out of this. And, and so for me right now, what I love is knowing that the process of getting to know someone like you, of learning from someone like you is having this awesome knock-on effect for someone listening who has no idea who you are in this moment potentially yep. and is, is now getting this incredible insight on all of these things that we're discussing. But for me personally, it's actually made me better at my full-time job. Doing something extra in addition to what is already a very busy life for me has actually made me better at this thing that I'm getting paid for because it's forcing me to challenge myself on different levels to grow as an individual, to learn from people that have these incredible experiences as you're talking about here. And I think that is what I love about what it is you're discussing here is of, of appreciating the process. I think people want to get from A to B to C to D in their careers as streamlined and as easily as possible at times. And they can't see the benefit and the value from that climb being difficult. Like that, that, that can sometimes be the fun part is the difficulty of what it is you're actually taking on. Because I assume even to this day now in this role that you're enjoying – there must be a few road bumps still. There must be a few things that come up and you go, wow, that was that was a bit tricky or this is a bit difficult, but hey, I wouldn't want to be doing anything different right now. Oh, 100%. And those things come up, I know, for all of us. Um, and, you know, sometimes you can get caught and it can, it can feel like work again. Yeah. You know, so even though I'm doing a dream job, right, I'm 
I like to say like I'm, I dance in the toy aisle. I'm talking about sports. <laughs> like, right, right. You know, I'm talking about football. You know, yeah. it's like a joke. Um, but there are days where sometimes you can get uh, not complacent, but um, you just life happens and it can feel like work. Sure. Um, even though it, it's a dream job. And I try to, I try to um, remind myself how blessed I am. Mm-hmm. And, and then also I'll try to recenter myself on days where I just don't have it. I have to remember that I'm not actually sitting in a studio alone. Uh, I have to imagine a arena filled up. And huh. if an arena was filled up and you asked me to go out and talk in front of an arena, mm-hmm. I would be ultimately prepped. I would have practiced. I would have, you know, mm-hmm. really this sense of urgency and nervousness, mm-hmm. but that's actually what I do every day. I just can't see the people. Right. And so sometimes I have to go through mental exercises to keep myself sharp on days that I don't have it. They say, Hey, if you were talking in front of a hundred people right now, would you have more of your shit together? Mm. And the answer is always yes. And now mm-hmm. you say, well, you're actually going to talk in front of 10,000. You just can't see them. So <laughs> get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. No. And in relation to that, again, if I use this podcast as an example, I, I do try to prepare and I do try to create a product that's going to be downloaded by a million people. And maybe one day it will be. I don't know. But at the same time, I think if you're listening to this and, and you can't see, sort of see the correlations to just about any and, any, any and every profession out there, and especially if there's an athlete listening, and I know we have a lot of athletes that listen, this is, this is pre- preparing for success. This is what it means to be a success in what it, whatever it is that you're trying to be a success in, listening to this type of story. So at the moment, Zach, I can't believe we've spoken for almost 20 minutes, not discussed any sport, not discussed any basketball, because I know you've got a basketball podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge basketball fan. You can't see it. I've got a Kobe painting to the side of me here um, in my studio. And for me, as someone that loves sport, as someone that follows sport and talking to somebody that's obviously so invested in it, what do you consider to be a winning day in terms of what it is you're doing? You talk about wins and losses all day. You talk about you know athletes performing and not performing. For you, the, the, the professional, what's a win and what's a loss for you? Man, that's a great question. Um, it's, it's, uh, it is definable in my business because we do have a scoreboard. It's mm. ratings. Yeah. Um, so... I can't see the scoreboard every single day, but I see it monthly. And ultimately the final score is your quarterly rating. Mm. So I think the one uh, I'm going to answer it two different ways. One, we know, I know I win when those ratings come out and we're number one Mm. um, in which we are. And I take a lot of pride in that. Um, But the other more um, granular way that I know every day um, is my instincts knowing radio the way that I know it, even though I'm a host of a radio show, me and this former Denver Bronco, Brandon Stokely, who played 15 years in the NFL. Mm. uh, I do this show every day, even though I'm directly a part of it, I still know when we had a good show, when we had a great show, when we didn't do so well. Mm. And my instincts um, ultimately uh, will give me a little scorecard every day. And, you know, one of the things that my wife asked me uh, every single day, she says, you know, how is the show today? Because she knows how important the show is to me. Um, and on days that uh, the show isn't what it could have been, um, 
I feel it in my gut. <laughs> and on the days where the show goes really, really well, like it did today, you know, um, my internal scoreboard lets me know. And yeah. I don't share it with anyone, maybe other than my wife. Um, but 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 I, I, I know what the score is. And typically, when I have the feeling over and over again that we had a good show today, we had a great show, really good show, I get that scorecard of the quarterly rating, and right. it usually reflects my vibes over the course of that quarter. Yeah, and that comes so much from your experience, having been doing this for as long as you've been doing it, that that internal ability to analyze such things. And, uh, you know, I'm getting you within an hour of you coming off the, what was a great show, and I can feel that energy. It's true. Yeah. I, mean, I can feel it. I can feel it through the, the conversation. I'm sure I would have detected something slightly different if you felt like it had been a, a kind of a shitty show. And, and, and so for me, I'm, I'm the same, and we're, we're married to a similar woman in that regard because she, she always asks me how my day was, and she knows absolutely nothing about swimming, and I love her for that. Um, but she always asks me. She always asks me how it went, and she can tell when I'm kind of a little frustrated with how the day goes. And I think there's a huge part of that in terms of your story, just listening to you talk here, Zach, is you seem to have had a lot of fans. You seem to have a lot of supporters over the years. No, I don't mean that in terms of ratings. I mean that in terms of people in your corner. And I think that is a response to someone who has done the things that you've done, the, the, the willingness to have that desire to get involved in things that maybe other people need to be asked to do. And so on and so forth and the many many steps along the way if there was and I'll, I'll make this my last question you know if, if there was maybe a piece of advice that you could give to someone listening to this thinking of going into radio thinking of going into media and they just feel like they keep hitting a wall they just keep hitting a wall and whether it's early on in the process or or many many years into it for them what was that what was that thing what was that quality you feel about yourself that got you to where you are today when it came to maybe resolving the problems that came your way? Well, um, man, that is a really good question that I could answer a bunch of different ways. I'd say the <laughs> one um, quality that I think made the biggest difference in my personal journey was the resiliency. Hmm. Um, you know, to, 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 to enter a top layer at anything, um, from doing my job in Denver or coaching swimming in the SEC. Mm -hmm. You have to have two qualities that are um, non-negotiable. First, you have to be talented. And a lot of people don't want to admit that. Yeah. Talent, it's, you have to be talented, mm -hmm. but you also have to be hardworking. If you're talented, I know guys who are talented and aren't great workers and don't have great work ethic, and there's a cap on who they are as a professional. Yeah. I also know people, more people than the other category, that are really hard workers and really want it and don't have natural talent. Mm -hmm. And I think you need both of those things. But if you're really going to um, make sure that the right people hear you, in addition to those two things, you have to be resilient. Mm -hmm. So in my case, the right person didn't hear me until year 10. I didn't change entirely as a, 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 a an on-air talent from year seven to year nine to year 10. Like mm -hmm. I thought I could, I thought I was um, better than guys who got jobs that I didn't get um, because the right person wasn't hearing me. And it, mm -hmm. it, so 
but the right person couldn't hear me if I didn't stay in the game long enough. So like if I was 27 years old and I'm like, you want to know what? All my friends are getting cars. They're moving into nicer apartments. Like they're able to do this because they're making pretty good money. I want to, I want a full-time job. I want a retirement. I want, you know, vacation time. I want to be salaried. Then I would have bailed and the right person would not have heard me. It wouldn't have anything to do with my talent or my work ethic. But in order for that to happen, um, I still need to be active and in, 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 in pursuit of my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, uh, the resiliency factor and me saying, I'm going to give it 10 years and see that through. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, dude, it wasn't until year 10. That's crazy. That's, that, that's the thing. It didn't, it did. I set, I set this mark of 10 years and I didn't get the payoff of the work until year 10. Could you mm-hmm. imagine if it was year nine? And I said, you want to know what? I'm 29 years old. I got to figure it out. Yeah. It wouldn't have happened for me. And maybe for the rest of my life, I would have been saying, uh, man, I gave it a shot. It just, you know, uh, the industry has its favorites. I wasn't from a big alma mater, you know, Oh, you know, I would have chalked it up, but because I stuck it out and, and followed through on my goal of giving it 10 years, it was on year number 10. And when I was 29, I was making like four different jobs. I was making like 29 grand. (laughs) No joke. No joke. I didn't get my full, full, my first full-time job until I was 30 years old. And I thank God and my wife for never being like, when are you going to get a real job? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and those conversations just didn't happen. And because of that longstanding effort, finally on the last leg of the race, I was able to cross the finish line and um, I'm thankful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a way to kind of summarize this whole conversation, to be honest with you, then, you know, the right person couldn't hear me if I'm not in the game long enough. I mean, that, that, summarizes everything we're talking about and if you no matter the career no no matter the intentions no matter the passions that you have if you truly consider yourself a competitor at what it is you're passionate about you have to stay in the game you have to stay in the game if you pull yourself from the game too soon and you don't give yourself that opportunity to be seen to be heard to be felt whatever it is then what you really don't have anybody else to blame except yourself, right? I mean, that's you made that decision to to commit to something, but then you also have the the responsibility to decide when it's over too. And that resiliency that you talk about, so glad that you stuck it out for ten years because clearly you are talented, clearly you are hardworking, and clearly you're doing now what you know you're you were put on this planet to do. And um, for the opportunity to have. 25 30 minutes of your time zach I, I consider myself very fortunate and for anybody listening to this that wants to tune into because i know you can do that in these day and ages right you can tune in online and stuff like that zach tell us about your you know any information about you and also the show yeah so the show uh is every day from noon to three here mountain time uh that's like two to five eastern um but our, all of our shows are archived and podcasted mm-hmm. uh last month we had forty-eight thousand downloads of our podcast wow um, so I, uh, our website is very easy. It's denverfan.com, just how mm-hmm. it's spelled. 
Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Byesline, that the the name of that website yep. that I started when I was 21, more than 10 years ago, uh, B-Y-E-S-L-I-N-E. And um, I'm very active on there. And um, yeah, I'd appreciate any anyone eavesdropping, even if, if it's for five minutes, uh, giving us a listen. We have a very fun dynamic uh, sports are supposed to be fun. We try yep. to keep it that way, but also informative and engaging. So yeah, uh, denverfan.com. The show is Stokely and Zach. And uh, yeah, I look forward to you inviting me back in a year or two when you've grown your audience even more. And Heck I'd like yeah. to come back and, 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 and talk with you again. And we mm. can give updates on the things that have changed between right now and then. Well, I, I appreciate that, man. I, I'm going to take you up on that, no doubt. And for for me personally, um, you know, I I listen to stories like yours and, and read stories like yours, and uh, you know, it, it inspires me. It really does. And in terms of what I'm doing with the show, and I'm so appreciative that I've had this opportunity to speak with you. And you know, I, I didn't even tell you that I was a Lakers fan either until the end because you know you talk nuggets all the time, and um, you know we kind of bested you, kind of bested you last year. So, well, well, well here's the <laughs> kicker on that. Here's the kicker on that. I fell in love with the game of basketball because mm. of Kobe. Me too. I have been rooting for the Lakers my whole life. Right. And yeah, so I keep that kind of on the down low here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do want I do want what's best for the Nuggets. Sure. Um, so, but the Lakers are kind of like my mistress. Right, right. Well, we have a whole nother conversation to have another time then because yeah. we, we both got into basketball for the same reasons. But we'll stop now before we go on for another 20 minutes. Zach, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. Thank you. And my thanks again to Zach for joining us on the show today. And I told you guys at the outset, honesty was going to be right smack at the center of this discussion. And I hope you were able to acknowledge that that was certainly the case. So as we look back at this particular discussion with Zach, the sort of questions that should be coming to mind for you, how resilient are you willing to be in order to reach your goals? Do you know your level of talent? Are you patient enough to last the journey to getting the break you claim to be so desperate for? You know, anyone listening to this I hope you feel challenged by Zach's story because I can't help but wonder how many of you listening to this feel as though you may at some point of your life given up on opportunities that you felt just weren't coming to you or that you wanted to come to you a little bit faster than they were being presented. I personally believe that with a story like Zach, what it what it makes you realize is are you actually as serious about the career, about the goals, about the level of success that you claim to be? If you're willing to walk away from something before it's had the opportunity to come to fruition for you to realize your goals, for you to realize your hard work, for you to realize your potential, then maybe at the heart of it all, it never truly meant as much to you as you claim it did. And for me, I'll be honest, I battle with this constantly with this show uh, in the world of podcasting right now anyone and everyone it seems is is always coming out with a new show and, and for someone who's been doing it for three years as I have it's really important to me that I remain focused and conscious of the reasons I started this and also remind myself of the passion that I have for what I'm doing as well the immediate gratification let's say from a success standpoint is something that 
I don't see a lot of. My gratification comes from the conversations. I love learning from people like Zach and the, the now almost 100 other guests that we've had on this show. But in terms of the process that I'm looking at in order to achieve the level of success, the, the audience numbers that I one day want to have, I'm laying this show brick by brick at a pace where one brick goes down. Sometimes it feels like a month at a time. You know, the slowest of slow, but things are still being built. I'm still not giving up on my process. And I'm certainly not giving up on the the success that I want to eventually reach in terms of getting these stories, getting my message to as many people as possible. So, Zach, personally, I thank you for your story. I thank you for joining me on the show because it's truly inspiring for someone like me to hear the willingness that you had to keep going the way you did and the willingness that I myself may need. And I hope that some of you listening will also need in order to reach those goals, to reach that success that you eventually want to get to. So again, awesome story, amazing episode, filled with honesty, and I love all of it. In the meantime, guys, listen, keep on working hard, keep pushing, keep going, keep finding ways to better yourself and compete from within. I wish you nothing but the best with anything and everything you've got going on within your world. And I look forward to speaking with you all again very soon. Bye for now.